The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings. What a glorious app. Both apps this week. Sportsbook for the games this weekend. And then DFS, the regular DraftKings app. Love divisional round DFS. We'll be talking about that today on the Fantasy Feast with Joe Dolan. Make sure you listen for the best DFS advice out there. It's already Wednesday, which means we will have Andrew Brandt today. A special Andrew Brandt edition. More on that in a little bit. We'll have a Spread the Word winner on Friday via social media at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We got a bunch of sponsors. We don't take them unless we use them and like them. They're on the sponsors page at RossTucker.com. Check them out. Take advantage of any of them. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I guarantee to read and respond to your question on the show. And you get a great chance to win a little something, something. Sign picture, sign card. Sign press pass, of which I still have very many. And I'm getting Ravens bills Saturday night. So get excited about that. YouTube shout out will happen on Friday as well. We're getting more and more YouTube subscribers. I love that you guys enjoy watching the clips and seeing what everybody looks like. It cracks me up when people say Brian looks so much different than they thought he would. Love it. Absolutely love it. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, No new patrons today. That always makes me sad. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so today is a little bit different. It's not just Big Show time. It's our first and maybe our last. I don't know, but it's a combo Andrew Brandt Big Show Wednesday Ross Tucker football podcast and the business of sports featuring Andrew Brandt. The simulcast, basically because Andrew Brandt was going to do rants this week, and we both have crazy schedules. He's in Miami teaching a class. I've got a bunch of games and stuff. So we're going to go a little bit longer than we normally go with Andrew, and it's going to be the same audio here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and the Business of Sports. So this is one of my only appearances ever on the Business of Sports, Andrew. Pretty pretty cool. I always have to. At least once a year, we're going to do more than that, hopefully, coming up. And I I know our listeners like that. 
Greetings, Ross, from South Florida. I know I'm angering a lot of people listening right now, even saying that. But if people have listened the last three years, they know that every uh, second week of January, I have been asked to do a class at University of Miami Law School on sports law, kind of a, a quick immersion class, four hours a day. So don't feel too sorry for me because I got four hours a day inside teaching. Uh, and I got about 30 law students, business students. I got a 55-year-old investment banker in there that just follows me and wanted to come to class. Um, so I'm in South Florida this week, escaping the cold, uh, but back when Villanova starts next week to the Northeast and facing whatever's up there weather-wise. Andrew, I got to tell you, man, you look awesome. You look <laughs> like you've already gotten some sun. You're like glowing with the sunlight coming in from your yeah. window. You look like you've already worked out or you're going to go work yeah, out. Yeah. Like yeah. You look glorious, dude. I'm, I'm very jealous. Yeah, I mean, I try to uh, kind of do, you know, I love doing, I love giving back. I, again, not to get too sappy, but everything I do now is trying to give back. As I said, Ross, I'm not going to cure cancer. I'm not going to create a new uh, <laughs> virus vaccine, but I can give back the way I know how. Knowledge, experience, insights, perspective, through teaching, through talking, through podcasting, through TV, radio, uh, and my writings. Awesome. Absolutely love it. And as usual, as you might expect, the second week of the offseason, there's a lot to get into. And I think we have to start with what happened in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, primarily because it seems like you know pretty much everybody involved. You know, on Sunday, Andrew, the news came out that Doug Peterson might not be safe. And he was going to have a second meeting with Jeffrey Lurie in Florida. Next thing you know, on Monday, Doug Peterson out as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Your reaction? I had a big reaction, Ron. Because I have some personal interest here, knowing all the parties involved, Jeff Lurie, Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and other people in the organization, having consulted there many years ago with Joe Banner, who's no longer there, uh, and then having a personal interest in Doug, which I'll explain in a couple minutes. Um, I have to say, even though I'm a huge fan of Doug Peterson, I'm not surprised. And this goes back to everything I've talked to you and everyone else in the world about the last month, which is Carson Wentz is not going anywhere. So with Carson Wentz not going anywhere, the ownership looks at, okay, I've got that investment, which dwarfs, I repeat, dwarfs the investment in coaching. Not only Doug Peterson, the whole staff is what, $20 million compared to hundreds of millions of dollars into, into Carson Wentz and draft picks and letting Nick Foles go and trading Sam Bradford. So listen, this is the decision, the business of sports. They're not going to trade Carson Wentz. So what's the option? Fix him, whether starter, backup, whatever. They've got to fix him. And I think that ownership determined because of whatever has happened personally, emotionally, and on the field between Coach Peterson and Carson, that he's not the right guy to fix him. So I think this move is made about fixing Carson Wentz. I don't even want to get into whether he starts, whether he backs up. I have said, stood on a table, he's not getting traded because of the financial consequences. So they got to fix him. And Peterson's not going to be high. 
you're right about the rumors. And I think what happened in the meetings was Doug was like, you know, I'm not a, a, a first year head coach, you know, trying to get a job. Now I've got gravitas. I've got skins in the game. And they're telling me, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to fire this guy. You got to hire, not hire this guy. So I'm think Doug just like, yeah, I'm out. And it wasn't so much I'm out. It was a firing, but we kind of saw it in the weeds, didn't we, over the last week? I thought it was interesting, Andrew, listening to Jeffrey Laurie, the Eagles owner, talk on Monday. It, he, he really made it clear that he feels like he has a good understanding of where the franchise is right now. And that 2021, he might have used the term transition year. And that, it, you know, Doug Peterson as a coach, that's not your reaction right is to go through a transition year I don't know if Doug Peterson would have even survived the transition year so listening to Jeffrey Lurie talk Andrew I, I guess I would say it made more sense to me that the Eagles almost sounds like the Eagles feel like they need to go through a little bit of a rebuild and Doug Peterson either doesn't want to or you know doesn't need to be a part of that you know the one place you don't want to be in especially NFL because of the cap you don't want to be bad cap, bad team, veteran, right? You don't want to be any of those three things, but the combination is bad. So you can be bad team young, better than bad team old, and they're an older team. And you see a lot of guys flushed out. Obviously, the two receivers, I think everybody thinks they're moving, uh, which whether cut or trade, which is Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. And that's a weight, a financial weight. People, uh, let me get back to this Carson Wentz thing. People are like, Andrew, they'll trade Wentz. It doesn't matter. They'll take the cap hit. Listen, they didn't trade Alshon Jeffrey. They didn't cut Alshon Jeffrey because of exactly that. It was cheaper to keep him. And now they can. So they're going to get rid of some of these older players. And what is, you know, I think it's kind of cliche to say, well, that's a real transition. They'll probably do better. You know, they'll do better than four wins with a young team. So I think it's all about setting expectations. And you're right. You know, Peterson doesn't want to start over. All coaches like their older players for certain reasons uh, and like to bring back security blanket, for lack of a better word. Talking with Andrew Brandt here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and – Business of Sports simulcast this week. Uh, there's a lot to get into. You know, I never get into politics, Andrew. And- well, <laughs> before we move the Eagles, a uh, quick story. Doug Peterson, I'm a fan. And the reason I'm a fan, and I laughed when people panned the hire a couple years ago and thought they should have hired Ben McAdoo, who I also know. Um, he's been a great, he was a great teammate. You know, at the Packers, just a quick story, he was the guy I called every offseason after I struck out signing veteran quarterbacks, right? This is before drafting Aaron Rodgers, sort of the 01, 02, 03 era. And I would try the usual names, pick them out, uh, Kerry Collins, Jeff Garcia, Chris Chan. And I'd call the agents and I'd say, yeah, come on, back up Brett. And they're like, we're not backing up, Brett. You know, you want us to move to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and a hundred percent certain, a certainty, we're not going to play. We're not going to play. Like, who wants to go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, 
know they're not going to play because Brett never missed a snap. He was the surest bet in the history of the, of the sport. So I would strike out every year, Ross, and then sometime in April or May, I'd call down to Northeast Louisiana. I'd say, can you come back? <laughs> and he'd go, Peterson was now trying to coach full-time in Shreveport. He'd go, and Andrew, I'm done. I said, Doug, I need you. He said, how many guys you called before you called me this year? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, five. <laughs> and then he talked to his wife, Kelly, and he'd say, all right. And then literally in three minutes, three minutes, Ross, we negotiated his contract. I'd give him no agent. I'd give him a million dollars, million five. I think I even gave him two million. And then a ton of incentives that he and I both knew he'd never earn, right? He'd never earn. So uh, it was the most pleasant, simple, and easy contract negotiation of my career with the player who knew that he was never going to play, <laughs> but we needed him. And the last thing is he was Brett's confidant. He was Brett's golf partner. They were both scratched golfers. More importantly, he was Brett's best friend. And I don't want to drag this out, but in that incredible moment when we're in Oakland, I get a call from Brett's father. And his voice is different than I ever heard. He says, where's Brett? I said, I don't know. He said, we've got to find him. Irv died. Irv's Brett's father. And of course, we couldn't Brett. We could never reach Brett. He's, I don't think he even had a phone. And what do we do? We call Doug. We call Doug. Doug's with Brett and the golf course. We now get Deanna Farb, his wife, on the phone. We have a three-way through Doug to Brett to tell him he lost his dad. Uh, and, and Doug came back with Brett. Doug was so key to that day. I get chills thinking about it. Uh, so just as Doug Peterson's now fired and maybe he'll be hired within the week, just some thoughts on Doug. I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's great stuff, Andrew. I appreciate you sharing both of those stories. Awesome. Uh, absolutely awesome. And I shared, uh, I think on Monday show, Ooh. no, I guess it was yesterday, a story about Doug Peterson and something he did for me personally when I lost my voice or didn't have much of a voice for the first preseason game. And he kind of knew I was struggling. So he went long with the, uh, with the answers when I was interviewing him before the game and he was taking care of me. He was helping me out. So um, I will always remember that and appreciate it. Um, I do want to ask you, I, I, I was, I said this earlier, we ne I, I never talk politics. I, I just don't care to. I don't follow it closely enough, et cetera. My question is about the Belichick Medal of Freedom thing. Is that is there a chance that was a business of sports thing, Andrew? In other words, like realizing it's not good for the business of Bill Belichick or the business of the New England Patriots if he goes and accepts that award? Yeah. It's funny you say you don't talk it. I, I got a TV request yesterday or two days ago and i don't really turn down tv requests because i think it's good for my brand etc but i turned it down because but here i am talking to you about it well um, I did, my question was is there yeah. a chance there's a business of sports element that's all i'm asking i don't i don't you know yeah i think it's good for the brand um it's hard because you have to say well you know he is friends and has been a supporter of the president all these years. And is that a hollow move? I don't know. Um, but if you're looking 
taking it from the brand, you're right. What's the best decision this week, right? Last week, this week, clearly. But if I'm doing an interrogation into Bill Belichick, I'm going to, you know, not leave it at, hey, hey, you turned down that. What I'm going to ask, what about your lifelong court? Just leave it at that. So one of the other things I wanted to get into with you, how about this Jared Valdir, Andrew? The guy was on the Colts practice squad the last two weeks. They activate him on game day, and he starts. <laughs> started Saturday's playoff game that I called against the Buffalo Bills at left tackle for the Indianapolis Colts. Game's over. Now the Packers sign him <laughs> off of the Colts practice squad. I don't think he'll start, but maybe he will on Saturday against the Rams. I mean, you want to talk about a weird loophole. This is a guy that's made a lot of dough and been around for a while. It's weird that guys like Veldier and Devontae Freeman, who the Bills signed to the practice squad yesterday, are even practice squad eligible yeah. with as much as they played as much. But but for a guy to potentially start back-to-back -back playoff games for two different teams, Andrew, like I don't know if I want to credit his agent. Maybe his agent told the Colts, Keep him on the practice squad because he wants to have keep his options open. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was part of the deal. I, I just think you're right. This is the uh, COVID's football. And we sort of – we're now in January, so we kind of take these rules for granted now. But they're so different. They're so different. This up and down on practice squad, the point you made, we have 10-year, 12-year, 15-year vets on practice squad. We've never seen this in the history of sports a history of football, but we may see it. You know, I'm already getting questions, as I'm sure you are, is what would you like to see continue from this COVID year? That is one. The easy transition between practice squads and the lack of restrictions on veteran experience in practice squads. That's great. And, of course, I love the IR that is short-term uh, rather than long-term. So, anyway... These are things that should continue. Here's an amazing story. And you know, Ross, as well as I do, you know he's going to play for the Packers this week. It's just bound to happen and play a lot probably. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, me and my boys, we have a special interest in that team right now. Speaking of that game in this weekend, to celebrate this year's football playoffs, Andrew, DraftKings is giving all new players the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. Think about that. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. The reason why we switched to DraftKings is because it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, it's U.S.-based, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Ross when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's code Ross for new players to get a shot at $100 on any football action this weekend. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLE. All right. Speaking of guys playing, Andrew. I don't know. How much of the national championship game did you watch? I guess you're down there. Did you watch any of it Monday yeah, night? I, didn't. <laughs> I went to the semifinal in Dallas, but I didn't go well, now that I'm in Miami. I watched some of it. Yeah, I was 
I was uh, back and forth, watched a lot of it, actually. There was a wide receiver for Alabama, mm -hmm. Jalen Waddell, who was playing. He's supposed to be a top 10, top 20 pick who had like a major, major ankle issue. And I saw you tweet something about it at Andrew Brandt. Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts because you know he has some idea of who his agent will be. I, I, I just found the whole dynamic interesting. I don't know what he was doing out there. The tweet you mentioned was, I get it, you're tough, and I get it, you're committed to your teammates, but why? Uh, especially when the, the lead blossomed to 20 points. I didn't understand it, but I know, you know, we all have different feelings about sports and team and commitment and those kind of things. As everyone knows, I slant on the business side. There was no business reason for him to be out there. There really wasn't. Um, whatever draft position he has, he was not going to improve it by playing hurt. Uh, so I don't understand it. But, you know, again, put yourself in the shoes of a 20-year-old that is playing his last college game. You want to be out there. You know, to me, you sort of look at the coaches and doctors too, right? Who's making that call? If you're the team doctor, do you let him play when he's limping around out there? So, I, I you know, I think you got to look at the adults in the room. Players want to play. Of course they want to play. And I don't know what his agent is. People are saying, well, his agent, when he hires him, is not going to be – I'm sure he's got an agent. Not officially before the game, but I'm sure he has had discussions. And no one would have advised him to play. So that, that's interesting. Um it reminds me 20 years ago, back in the day, Ross, when I represented Ricky Williams, he played in the Hula Bowl, not the Hula Bowl, it, not the, the All-Star Game in Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, I, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> and he did. He really wanted to. Uh, so it had no, you know, it wasn't going to help him. So that, that happened. Um, the Texans, I feel like, are a weekly conversation. Yeah. Andrew, um, they originally were not going to interview Eric Bieniemy, who evidently Deshaun Watson has a preference for. Now they they were the only team that hadn't put in for Eric Bieniemy interview. Now they put in for it, but they can't interview him for a couple of weeks because they're past the window where you could do that initial interview. <laughs> Let me just say this about the Texans because this is the you know, the media, I'm part of it, you're part of it, but I'm seeing all these photoshops last weekend of Deshaun Watson as a bear, as a jet, as, as a dolphin. I'm like, wait a minute. Let's just put the brakes on the story after the, beyond what you said. He's not going anywhere, okay? Deshaun Watson is not going anywhere. Now, yes, he's upset, and yes, they didn't interview – they didn't – consult him they didn't consult their own consulting uh, search firm they're doing things kind of rogue but oh my god they're not trading him, and he can't trade himself we talked about the Wentz hit of 34 million this would be even more and then of course why would you do that why would you debilitate your franchise and I don't want I know people out there saying well he's going to make himself a distraction and bad he don't want to be there it's January okay you don't even report till May. So this will be fine. Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere, but you have to question what they're doing. 
And so now we know the Texans are not hiring a coach till after the Super Bowl. I assume things went, uh, make it all there. But that seems to be at odds with getting a good staff these days. And that's the natural friction with the hiring process. What did you think uh, about Andre Johnson, the only Texans player in the ring of honor, mm. coming out and telling Deshaun Watson, stand your ground, nothing positive's happened since this Easter B guy got there. I, I don't know if there's a similar example in Green Bay, but how problematic is that? Or is that just another one where it'll go away eventually? Yeah, I think you have to look at it. It'll go away. But obviously, that's a that's a player with gravitas. I mean, it'd be like if I'm in Green Bay and you know, Reggie White said something like that or Brett Favre after he left. Yeah, that's a concern. But at the end of the day, right, you expect that from former players, right? You would be more surprised if Andre Johnson said, hey, Deshaun, stick it out. You'll be fine. Management's good, right? You would be much more surprised. So players take players' views. I get it. Uh, but there's a guy with gravitas. So the Texans, like these past two discussions we just had, they have some work to do. And I think we all go back to what the name you said, this Easter bee. I don't know what's going on, but he's got to be more out front, right? He's got to be, he's got to face the music on what's going on. Why didn't he use the search firm? Why didn't he talk to Deshaun? What's going on with the search? Uh, you'd like to hear more from it. We heard from the owner, but I think we need to hear from the, the decision maker there. Well, we need to hear from you, Andrew, every single week, uh, whether it's on the Ross Tucker football podcast or the business of sports or just following you on Twitter at Andrew Brandt so we can read your columns for Sports Illustrated, et cetera, et cetera. This was our first simulcast. It was cool. I don't, I, I don't think we'll do these. Moving forward, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Enjoy Miami, Andrew, and thank you for all your insight on all of these topics. Thanks, Ross. And again, started a newsletter a few weeks ago. People can sign up at dashbrandt.com. Sign up for that, and I'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. And why wouldn't you, by the way? It's a free newsletter every Sunday from Andrew. It's glorious, very informative. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. Love that from Andrew Brandt. Let's get to some Tux Takes, Bryce, since I already, I already told everybody about DraftKings. Tux Takes. The Cowboys hire, officially hired Dan Quinn, while the Raiders hired Gus Bradley as defensive coordinators. Conversely, Bears DC Chuck Pagano retires, while Brian Schottenheimer out in Seattle as OC. I think Dan Quinn will do a good job in Dallas. I think he's a good hire. I think Gus Bradley is a good coordinator as well, so... I don't have much to say about those two guys. I think they're both fine coordinators and good hires for those franchises. Chuck Pagano, I mean, I thought he did a heck of a job in that Saints game, given how many guys they were missing to have them in position to to keep that one close. Um, we'll see. A lot of times these guys retire and then they want to come back. As for Brian Schottenheimer, I think on Monday, Pete Carroll had said Brian Schottenheimer will be back. And we just need to run the ball more. And then yesterday, Brian Schottenheimer's out, and they cited philosophical differences, which is interesting because Pete Carroll's the one that says they need to run the ball more. And I think Brian Schottenheimer's like, I don't know that that's the best move, move going forward. So pretty interesting. If you would have told me, having been with Brian Schottenheimer and Marty Schottenheimer, 
in 2001 that Brian Schottenheimer would be removed as an OC because he doesn't want to run the ball enough, that that would have surprised me. Tuck Stakes. Staying in Seattle, general manager John Schneider has signed a new extension with the team through the 2027 season. Yeah, so this kind of cracked me up, right? Because if you remember, there was like two weeks ago where there were these reports that the Detroit Lions were going to make a run at John Schneider. I've been around long enough now. I saw right through that. He was under contract. You can't, you can't just steal a GM. You can't just take a GM like that without trade compensation. I thought from the start that that was just kind of a leak designed to try to get John Schneider a new extension in Seattle. And boom, it worked. Because a lot of times the people that are in charge, the team president or the owner, they don't really realize that that stuff's not happening and what's and that they're kind of being played a little bit and that he's not really going to Detroit. He's not going to Detroit. But they're like, oh, no, oh, no, he could go to Detroit. We need to get him a new contract. 50% of the time, it works every time. Tuck Stakes. You and Andrew touched on it, but let's get your thoughts on Andre Johnson speaking out against uh, Houston on behalf of Deshaun Watson. By the way, Brad, do you know what movie that's from? 50% of the time, it works every time? I don't. What is that? Bry, you're terrible. Anchorman. Okay, I'm terrible? You've had a couple of... Uh, brain farts this week like what uh hey rodrigo that wasn't this steve week miller versus van morrison come on, and i'm admitting to it come on ross steve miller versus van morrison those are all right anyway go on Norm got really mad at me on uh on tuck on the slack channel tuckheads patreon.com slash rt media he's like how could you ever confuse steve miller band and van morrison uh the answer is i have no idea the difference um, Norm, I think I always thought Hey Rodrigo was by Steve Miller Band. Anyway, two thoughts on Andre Johnson. Number one, you know, this took courage because I think he still gets a paycheck from the Texans. Like they bring him back to be an ambassador. He's the only guy in the ring of honor. He was a, supposedly a consultant for these GM and head coach hires. Like, you know, he, he, he kind of called out the owner in a major way. So that took some guts on his part. Uh, evidently, he doesn't care about how it might affect his continued employment or benefits with the Texans organization. So that took some guts. But the party said where he said, this organization wastes players' careers. Like, man, Andre, there, there's some other franchises you could go to that really waste careers. You know, like you won a bunch of games. He played in a bunch of playoff games. You know what I mean? Like, he made a ton of money. You had a million catches and stuff. Like, okay, you never got to a Super Bowl. Welcome to the club. I mean, I don't really, I don't really get this Houston's wasting guys' careers. I mean, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Really hard. Tuck Stakes. And finally, today, some player news. Colts left tackle uh, Anthony Costanzo retiring after 10 years. Browns putting lineman Michael Dunn and Robert Jackson on IR. Bills signing Devontae Freeman to the practice squad. 
Right. I think I um, I mentioned this on Instagram at Ross Tucker NFL. Can't tell you how much respect I have for guys that play 10 years, start over 150 games like Anthony Costanzo. Absolute warrior. Like, so much respect. You tee it up almost every Sunday for 10 years, 150 starts, 152, including the playoffs. Very impressive. Michael Dunn and Robert Jackson were already guys that were filling in for other injured guys. And now they're injured and going on IR. And we kind of touched on it with Andrew with the Bills signing Devontae Freeman, which I thought was uh, smart, right? I think they'll activate TJ Yeldon, but they're going to make sure they're covered for hopefully uh, an extended playoff playoff run. Shout-outs are in order to Pizza Boy Brewing. So yummy. Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, and Vision Comics with an X. Shout-outs. For all of them. They all get shout-outs. Love them all. Love any of you, by the way, that are, I think we're done here, members of patreon.com slash rtmedia. We love supporting listener-owned businesses. We will have, by the way, Fantasy Feast will be later today for DFS purposes. Even Money, already up. College Draft Podcast, already up. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.